0: Thanks for checking out this Church in the City podcast. For more information, please visit www.churchinthecity.us. Dave and Wendy, can I invite you guys both to come up? I'd love to uh, introduce the two of you for those that don't know you and um, just get you guys ready for for Dave to come and share the word. Uh, Most of you know that uh, Dave and Kathy and Clive and Wendy are celebrating their last Sunday with us at Church in the City. Just a little bit of history for those who might not know the Willoughbys or the Swartz. Uh, Dave and Kathy and their children uh, joined Church in the City um, eight and a half years ago, uh, about a year and a half after we had started the church. And they've served so faithfully um, on leadership for most of that time. Um, Dave uh, led our, our church's worship, Kathy, our children's ministry, and they were both on the eldership team for, for many, many years. Um, God began to stir their hearts at the beginning of this year around a job opportunity that was opening up for Dave in the city of Columbus, Ohio. And um, after chatting it through with the eldership team, um, we prayerfully uh, brought it before the Lord and felt that God was in this. And um, so have uh, in partnership with them, uh, uh, began to explore the reality of this, and uh, and this certainly does. Uh, this certainly is God, because things have have happened very quickly, and we are both sad but yet excited to to celebrate uh, th- their release and celebrate them moving off to. Off to Columbus, we had an incredible time last night of honouring Dave and Kathy and Clive and Wendy, and uh, so today we are doing our absolute best for this to be a celebration. Uh, um, I'm doing my absolute best to to focus on the future and not uh, 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 think about the past. Clive and Wendy have been with us for th- four years, three years. And uh, Clive and Wendy are Kathy's parents, um, and they, in their own right, felt God stir their hearts to move to this nation uh, three years ago and to settle at at this church. And from the moment they landed in this church, they have been incredibly faithful. Um, They've been serving on our deacon team for the last two years, and um, uh, as I said last night to them, they uh, give me an example of what I want to be when I grow up, just the incredible uh, passion for Jesus their willingness to live on the edge uh, of what God is doing, and their availability and determination to always say yes to what God is doing. Uh, they have felt in God to move with Dave and Kathy uh, to Columbus, so um, we are releasing with sadness but with celebration to two incredibly uh, faithful and amazing families. Um, they're... they're what they have done in the church will, will be replaced in time, but it's, it's the people that they are. Uh, it's the friendships that we have with them that are going to be difficult to replace into the future. So I'm going to stop right there and ask Wendy just to share a little bit. She has a, a prophetic word which she'd like to share, and then I'm going to pray for Dave after that.
1: Um, just before I, I share a, a picture that I had in March, I actually looked at the date of the email that I had recorded it on Um, I remembered this morning the first time that that I visited church in the city it was when Abby was born and came in and Debs actually prayed a scripture from Zechariah about and the prayer goes something like this that the church would be like Jerusalem being a city without walls for I said the Lord will be a wall of fire all around her and I will be the glory in her midst and you know that's exactly what's what we've experienced, Clive and I have experienced in this last three years, there's just no walls. We just have just been loved and we've experienced God's fire refining us and restoring and reviving. And so we just want to say thank you so very, very much. Um, thank you for your love. Thank you for just embracing us so much. So um, that's my opportunity to say thank you. And we're going to miss everybody actually more than I think I could ever say. Um, but getting back to what Steve asked me to share about, um, at the time when we made this decision to move, it, it, was, it, was, it was very sudden. It was very, um, it was very, almost like a stark thing. It happened suddenly. And I had a picture of a very ripe fruit, and this is actually what I wrote down on the 11th of March, so it was not long after this, it all started, God started stirring things in our heart, of a very ripe fruit being broken open. And it was juicy, it was messy. It was like a very ripe fruit, just broken open and juicy and messy and sticky. And then shortly after that, it looked like a ripe fig being broken open, being opened. And everything inside started to grow. And what I saw was many, many people praising God and worshiping Him. And I felt this was a picture of what God is doing in church in the city with the Swartz and R move the real sense of being torn apart, but a readiness and a ripeness in the body for this, and many people growing and flourishing to maturity. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, although it may seem sticky and messy at first, and the rawness of emotions and the just the suddenness of everything, you will see in time how I've planned to bless you. And like the picture of the fig Being opened, It will be clearer and more easy to understand, and that's happened. But I just wanted to encourage people with this, that God has done this. It's been a quick thing, but there's been a readiness in God for this to happen.
0: Thanks, Wendy. All right, Um, before I pray for Dave, I just wanted to mention that we do have two journals down here, one for the Willoughbys and one for the Swartz. And um, I want to invite you afterwards um, just to write... um, a little note in there it would be great. I'm going to leave them up front on the stage. Uh, so, uh, 30, 35, 40 minutes after the meeting, they will be here. Please come and grab them. Take a moment just to write a little note of thanks or farewell to, to the Swartz. Come, Dave, let me pray for you.
2: Can I say something before you pray? Uh, I'm going to cry probably, but I noticed with this uh, purple and the drapes and the flower in front, it matches. So when I have the tendency to cry, I'm just going to think of how color coordinated you are today.
0: <laughs> Go for it. You can pray now. I was preparing myself for a word of thanks or something like that, and, and that's what I get. Okay. I said last night that the one thing I'm going to miss about Dave is his ability to say the most inappropriate things and get away with it, and that's a prime example right there of, I think, what we're going to miss most about, uh, about Dave. So, Lord, we, just, uh, we thank you for, for Dave. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you put on um, his heart for us this morning, and uh, I pray, Father, for your grace and your strength and your anointing on him, Lord God, to, to instruct us in the way of the Lord today. Uh, I pray for courage to be released in us. I pray for uh, humility and yieldedness to be released to us. That, that, Lord, we could learn from His example today, Lord God, of, of hearing Your voice, taking the time to hear Your voice, and then, and then saying yes to whatever, whatever it is that You are wanting us to do. Lord, I pray that this would be such a powerful time this morning. Mm. I pray this would be such an um, impactful time, that we would leave changed and transformed not because we've heard a good word from Dave, but Lord, because you've instructed us through the word that he brings. And uh, we just ask for your strength and grace on him. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank
2: you. Amen, thank you very much. And thank you again for the, the evening last night. You know, we were so overwhelmed by everything that you all said. And then Steve said I had to say something and, uh, you know, you, you had the wrong words. I had the wrong words. Uh, so I thought about it. and. Uh, i have a moment now um i i don't want to single anyone out because i i forget someone uh but really to everyone absolutely thank you for for everything but i am going to single one person out um if that's okay um i just wrote this as we were in worship but i want to do single my my friend steve out i really do um You know, I came here, we came here as a family nine years ago, and I was the worship guy. You know, I was always known as the worship guy, kind of boxed in as the worship guy. And uh, I remember Steve uh, telling people, no, he's not just going to be the worship guy here. And and at first, that was kind of strange, and um, and that was good. Uh, He didn't force me to be involved. He didn't even ask me to be involved with the worship. Um, It was about five or six months after we were here, and I think Debbie... I was about to uh, give birth to Caden, and then I said, all right, you know, if you could use me, I'd, I'd like to get involved, you know, but thank you for that, Steve. Um, thank you for, for, for believing in me. Thank you that you saw leadership in me um, when many people just saw worship in me, you know. Thank you that you supported me. I, I want to say thank you for saying no to me quite a few times over our nine-year relationship. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> You are a great leader, Steve. You're a great leader. Um, You pray for me. I know you pray for each one of us in this church. It's a fact. It's not a a nice statement that Steve and them make. They pray for each person in this church by name. I know he prays for me because I know when I've had conversations with him, he's heard the voice of God for me. I thank you for that, Steve. Thank you that you apologize when you're wrong. And you do that publicly so many times. It's, it's amazing. You lead strong. And I know you lead with God's leading. I'm confident of that. I know that and I've seen it um, for nine years now. And I want to honor you as a great man, as a great leader and a great friend. I really mean that. Thank you. me the whole time, sorry, break every chain, turn it off as well, I guess we really shouldn't be surprised when, when we as a church speak about something and feel God has put something on our heart. That things are going to change. It's been um, a year, a year and a half, I think, we've been talking about planting and God has put things on our heart about expanding. And, you know, if you remember the letters and then the, the talks about 50 churches in 50 states and in the nation and, and God wanting to use us to break out and everything. And, you know, it, I, I guess we all had a plan exactly how that was going to look because that's what we do, right? We plan and we we think this is how it's going to work. And God, if you hear me properly, this is what'll happen. But uh, God doesn't work on our timetable. But He really does move. And um, we we are going to Columbus. <laughs> okay, we are we are going to Columbus. Um, I understand many of you went to American school systems, so I thought I'd put up a map here. Uh, sorry, so uh, the red star—that's where uh, Columbus is. But I feel like I feel like we've been talking about planting, we've been talking about growing, we've been talking about God wanting to use us to impact the cities of this nation, and. Um, He's doing it in us. I I can't say we're going to go plant a church because, really, I haven't heard God say that. I know what I want. I know what I desire. But God hasn't said that yet, so we're not going to say that. God is moving us to Columbus to go and make an impact in that city for his kingdom. Um, As hard as it is. And, honestly, I came in this morning. I've been working in Columbus for two and a half months now. I thought I've done all my crying over the last five months as we've been making these decisions and then the worship happened. And then I was like, Ugh. <laughs> um, oh, it's amazing. Mike, I saw you on stage, buddy. I remember um, um, Seminary Avenue. Was that when you started coming, right? I remember you joined our worship team. I don't think you'd played in bands before that, right? You're awesome. You're an awesome man. But you know what? I had the word uh, stealth bomber. When I thought of you, you're, a, you're kind of a quiet guy. You kind of go under the radar and people don't really know that there's a bomber amongst us. You know, and Mike, the time is coming soon when you're going to start opening your mouth and you are going to rock things in this city and in people's lives. I mean it. Um, you're a great man, Mike. Oh, all right. Why am I shaking? <laughs> so we're moving there. There, you see that that, uh, second to the right building? I'm in that building, that's the Huntington building. Uh, It's a little bit smaller than Chicago, uh, just a little bit. Um, So Columbus is in Ohio, Columbus is the state capital of Ohio. It's the 15th largest city in America. Uh, I saw that on Wikipedia before I accepted the job. Um, It's a home of, of the Columbus crew, soccer, home of the Columbus Blue Jackets, yeah, (laughs) it's the home of Abercrombie and Fitch Wendy's Big Lots Nationwide Insurance yay alright it's the home of the Memorial PGA tournament that's going on right now Jack Nicklaus oh and it's the home of the Buckeyes go yeah alright where's uh, the Rinkoziaks are they here can I get a hey can I get a hey no (laughs) Michigan fans All (laughs) alright So I did want to tell you a little bit of a story today. I, I didn't want to pretend that, you know, I was going to go through a book or something. I, this is what's going on in our lives right now, and this is where I'm going to speak from for just a few minutes. Um, God has moved us, um, and and it's been been interesting. I, I want to pick up three kind of kind of themes that really has been going on in our lives the last 18 months and i trust it'll it'll encourage you maybe show a few things but um it's it's our story and we have not done anything particularly special but I, I maybe maybe god speaks to you through this thing and i and i trust that that you will with us be excited about the future not just for our future but excited for your future and for what god has called you into and um, and a lot of these things, I, I, I think I speak a little bit for the Willoughbys as well. They, they've been such an example to us. And, and uh, if, if anything I say is different to what you would do, then just say. <laughs> but the first real thing I wanted to pick up on is, is the whole idea of hearing the voice of God. If I had to think of one thing that, you know, if this is my last message here, if there's one thing, it's understanding um, our privilege of hearing the voice of God and how vital it is that each one of you hear the voice of God. Um we we have been in this nation for 13 years and it's taken some big steps to come here to move to Chicago and then we moved to Indiana and then we moved back here and now we're moving away and it's been some big decisions but I could not do it without hearing the voice of God and the knowing the peace that comes with hearing the voice of God. It is so so important. God speaks to us in so many different ways, and I'll show a little bit in our story now that God speaks through dreams. God speaks through conversations we have with our friends. God speaks through the quiet times you have when you're reading the Word, and something something jumps out. Um, and 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 He does. He speaks through that. He speaks through visions. He speaks through prophetic insight that that people have god has given uh the prophetic gifting to many people i think to everyone here to be able to encourage and lift one another up and there's a very good reason for that and i'm going to show you just some examples in our lives but for those of you who do feel like god gives you something to share with somebody else please share it please share it with people. Let's be a community and a church that is encouraging one another loosely. You know, you give a word. You say, I think God has said this for you. And then you let it go, right? But share it, share it. Don't lord it over people, but do it because it helps each one of us as we walk forward in our journeys. God speaks through opportunities. You know, this move to Columbus came through a phone call. I had a work friend I used to work with in, uh, in Boston. And she was at this, This company, and it wasn't. It was an opportunity. It sounds like a really earthly opportunity, but God started speaking through that, and um, He actually even speaks through donkeys. If you read the Bible, so if you ignore all those other things, He'll use a donkey um, to to speak to you. Um, You know, (sighs) they're making funny sounds up front here, just in case you don't know. What's that movie? Princess Bride. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so our decision uh, to move to Columbus started in January, but really it was preceded by a whole t- uh, a year last year where the beginning of last year we had to make a big decision. Kathy and I had a big opportunity in front of us and we had to um, make a really, really big decision. Uh, t- truth be told, I wanted to go one way uh, and we didn't go that way. I really felt God was going to take us into this, this one, one particular thing. It had to do with ministry, being full-time. And, you know, really, it's what I wanted to do. It's what I've always wanted to do with my life. And we got to the decision where, where we really felt God said no. So how did we hear the voice of God in there? It was kind of strange. Kathy heard the voice of God by not hearing anything. Does that make sense to you? We were praying and praying and praying. And I said, Kath, I just need you to say, what is God saying to you? She says, nothing, nothing. I'm like, really? You know, and she went through the whole thing. Is there sin in my life? Am I blocking something? Have I done something wrong? Am I not yielded to God? Why can't I hear this? And it was none of that. It was just God said no. And He, it was silence. I think it was probably more for my benefit in the end of the day. Um, and then I went through the process. God, what are you saying? So I reached out to three friends one friend in Nashville, one friend in South Africa, and one friend in Germany because I like to be international. Um, and I, I shared with each of them at the beginning of last year look, there's this opportunity ahead of us. I really want to do it, I really think I should move forward. Uh, what do you think? These guys didn't know each other, but we respect and love each one of them. They didn't know each other, and they said almost the exact same words to me. Uh, it was no, they didn't feel it was right, but the wording that were used was so similar to what the other three guys had said. And as they shared it, I just realized, that's God. That's God. And I just knew. And how did I know? I knew it came with peace. I didn't like it. And I told each one of them, "I don't like you, because you said that." But when it came, it came with peace, and I knew. And guys, again, I'm I'm trying to not make this all about us, and trying to be a little, you know, sharing, and you know, I don't know how I'm doing. But but I encourage you, when the when the word of the Lord comes to you, it will come with peace, and don't do anything without the peace of the Lord. Amen. So so that'll happen. The peace happened. Um uh, anyway. So then that happened January last year. And then for a whole year long I was like, Okay, I had this great opportunity. It's what I wanted my whole life. And now what? What should I do? What should I do? And then we had this incredible year last year. It wasn't last year and this year. Just it's just been an amazing time at church in the city, hasn't it? Just the, the word and the worship and we've been going through the book of acts and God has been stirring us and he's been giving us visions and 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 dreams for the future of church in the city to plant to go to move um the evangelism stuff uh Tommy where are you uh, yeah i mean Awesome. It's been an incredible time last year. God gave us listen, wait, do. And we were talking about listen, wait, do. And we had websites and testimonies. And it was just an incredible year last year. But constantly I was asking the Lord, what, what do you have for us? What is next for us? I want to be waiting faithfully. And, and, and we were trying to do that. And in the middle of all this, God was just doing incredible things. And uh, so then this opportunity came before us. Uh, about columbus and i wanted, i'm still talking on the theme of really hearing the voice of god um it was january 3rd that this company called me and that afternoon after i had the chat with them clive came came over i said clive this is crazy i just had this phone call from this bank in ohio you know i didn't go to american schools and i had to look it up as well you know i had to figure out <laughs> where's columbus i don't know <laughs> you know i'll stop that. Is that one done Alright, that one's over. Um, so Clive had this smile on his face. Huh. I said, What? Well, that's interesting. I'm like, What? He said, I've got to go now. I'm like, No, you don't. <laughs> Tell me. He said, Well, I had a dream last night that you had just ended your eldership at church in the city. I'm like, What? I'm like, This was just a phone call you know, remember Clive, and then suddenly Kathy started having these dreams about change, and, and exciting things, and change, and moving, and you know, two or three nights in a row, remember, and we were discussing it, and like, it just feels like it's time, God, God is shifting something, you know, and uh, so he was speaking through that, um, so again, it was a phone call, it was God speaking, it was the dreams God was speaking, Um Wendy had some crazy visions as well just about buses and remember that that whole thing i couldn't explain it and do it justice but oscar just god made so clear to her big things were coming you know quickly and just it was so exciting then the elders we all went to uh denver to go spend some time with tyron and mike hanchett and and tk and uh, mike hanchett is you know the prophet guy mike hatchett we call him um but you can't call him that, Mike Hanchard. Um And and we were sitting in front of him, and he was sharing and uh, and talking and talking. And then he wanted to do, like give words to each of us, you know, because that's what prophets do. And uh, he called Kathy and I out. And he, first, he Kathy had a had a had a sore in her leg that was like, you know, really, really, really sore. A Sore leg, not a sore in her leg. It was a sore leg. And he just, like, someone here has a sore leg, not a sore in their leg. And uh, he started praying for her. And um, he said, all right, well, I just feel, and no one knew about it. The elders didn't know about it except for Stephen and Debbie, uh, about us even going for interviews and talking about it. He says, I just see change. I see change in front of you guys. He says, and I see an opportunity, and it's from the Lord. That was enough. I don't remember what else he said. I was crying for the next hour. You know, <laughs> we just realized God was speaking to us. God spoke. God spoke. And then we, you know, as we were talking through Debbie with Debbie and them and all the elders and and our friends, just chatting it through, and everyone just had a sense. Yes, this is right. Now I'm sharing these stories not just to say, hey, I'm trying to justify why we made the decision. But God speaks in all these different ways. He speaks with us being in community. He speaks with us being in relationship with prophetic people because he gave the church prophetic people for a reason. Amen? And if you're sitting there and you're a prophetic person, God gives you things, start speaking. I encourage you, your friends, your, your brothers and sisters in this church need it. Amen? Can I get a hey? There you go. Come on. And uh, Steve was waiting for that one. Anyway, so that all happened. And, you know, early on in our, our time here at Church in the City, I can't remember, Steve, if it was just you and I talking or if it was you preaching or something. But we came on this this definition of success. How do you define success? You know, because you're sitting here in affluent Chicago And how do you define success in terms that anyone can understand it and it can apply in Africa, it can apply in China, it can apply when you're growing up and living in a slum or you're growing up and living in a castle? What one definition is there for success? And obviously you guys know it can't just be about money. It can't be about what you've achieved in stature, in name, in fame. It can't be that. It can't be that fickle because God has not called every one of us to be a princess. You know what I mean? If you're thinking Disney, God has not called every one of us to be the CEO of a company, because who's going to do the work? You know, God has called every single person to do something different and unique. You get my point, right? I don't know why that's funny. Um, Who is going to do it? The CEO doesn't do the work; he just barks the orders, Uh, right? Ken, Ken, there you go. Uh, But what one definition works, and we came on this, is success can only truly be measured by answering this question. Did I do what God told me to do? Did I obey what he told me to do? Guys, and that's universal. We've, it's been eight years, I think, we've been talking about that. And I've been testing it in every situation. Did you do what God called you to do? Right? In my situation, I really, really didn't want to work in a bank i really didn't want to be a finance guy i really didn't want to you know move for work it, i really it was the furthest thing from my mind i wanted to plant churches i wanted to be like Stephen and debbie i wanted to go to different places and start a new church every three years honestly that wasn't my my plans um i know i don't know why but that's what i had um but I can't make that happen. If I try and make it happen when God says no, I'm walking out of the perfect will of God. right? And, and that's for your situation as well. If, if God is telling you, if you really want to do one thing, but God keeps opening this door and pointing in this direction, then don't force this one open because it's not the will of God. Amen? And, and, and that Samuel verse, uh, no, next, back please. Um, I'll tell you when I go next back. There you go. Samuel says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. What I mean is you may even want to go in this direction if that's what you really want and give up a lot and give up everything and pay a massive great price. But if God wanted you to go here, it's better to do this and not have to do the sacrifice and the offering than to do this when it's not in the will of God. Amen? And that's so hard for so many of us because we have such strong ideas about what we want to do and what we're called to in that. But when God may be doing something else, we need to yield and surrender to what God is doing in our lives. Amen? Who gets excited about that? but not getting your wishes? You weird people. very weird. But being being in this relationship when we're walking with the Lord, listening to His voice, having Him speak through friends, through the Word, through prophetic, through the dreams and everything, this is what it means to be in a relationship. And this is what sets our quote-unquote religion apart from anything else, is it claims to be a relationship because it is a relationship it's a living active relationship with the lord but let me say this as well for so many churches and for so many of us we maybe grow up thinking the relationship part you you say the right words but all that relationship means is you may have a quiet time and you may read a verse and think "Ooh, that's interesting i think the lord is saying something to me and and you leave it there that's not a relationship a relationship is a relationship. You don't have to overthink it. It means a conversation. It means a talking, a walking, a being with a good father. Amen? That is the relationship we need to have. If, and and if we want to be effective in the city, we're not going to do it by just a bunch of clever plans. We're going to do it by each one of you being obedient to what God is calling you to do because he is the master builder. He knows the plans. He knows where he's placing you and putting you. Amen? So if we can just yield to that, yield to the fact that our good Father knows what He's doing, and He will lead us in the right place at the right time. Amen? So will you say yes? I encourage you. Will you say yes today to the call of God on your life, whether you like it or not? Because once you've walked through that door, you find peace. Once you walk through that door, you find favor. But up until that point, you're restless and you're anxious because you're trying to walk this direction and God is opening this door for you. So difficult for me to even say this because I don't know whether I'm going to plant my church one day or not. I don't know. I really want to. I'm being very vulnerable with you. I still want to. I, I still hope it'll happen, but I don't know. But I do know today june 1st god has called us to go to columbus and go work in a bank and expend extend his kingdom in columbus that way and as we get there we're gonna trust and pray and see what it means for church whether we join a church whether we start a church whether we you know what whatever he has for us he'll tell us but we have to listen we have to keep listening otherwise we're just following someone else's plan amen so that does lead me to the second thing um, and I've kind of said it, but you know, learning that, that the perfect will of God for your life doesn't always look like you thought it would. There's a surprise, right? I love these people who come to me at work and like, well, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I didn't know five years ago I was going to be doing this. How on earth do you think I'm going to know what I'm going to be doing in five years? <laughs> I really don't know. I wish I knew. I have plans. I really do have plans. But it never works out that way. <laughs> Because we're living in a relationship and a walk with the Lord, and He knows what He's doing. Sometimes if He tells you what's going to happen in five years' time, why would you need any faith? Why would you need faith? You know it's going to happen. Amen? What you know is what He's told you for now. So do it. Amen. All right, I'm going to get excited again. Come on. Um, man, I'm so so off on my notes but on this idea of 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 god's perfect will for your life not looking like you thought it would be here's my big revelation um and i'll say this again i don't know if i'll ever go to work at a church full time or not i don't know if i'll ever plant or not but i know what i'm following what god has laid before us and there's favor where the lord is lead where the lord leads there's peace where he leads um 18 months ago I remember it almost exactly 18 months ago. I preached um, the last preach on Colossians. And I preached, and I found this few words as in Paul's greetings where he said, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you. And for weeks, all I could think about was Luke, the beloved physician. And God spoke to me so clearly in this thing. It, it was this, that Luke, uh, in case you don't know, wrote the book of Acts, and he wrote, wrote the book of Luke in volume, more than any other writer in the New Testament, there was Luke. Luke was not an apostle. He was not a prophet. He was not a teacher, evangelist, pastor. He was not an elder. He was not a deacon. We don't know any of that. The only way Luke is introduced is as the beloved physician. And God spoke to me saying, look, you can still do all the ministry stuff. You can still lead worship and preach when you know your good friend invites you to. You can... You can minister. You can pray for the sick. You can uh, share the gospel with your neighbors. You can do all the ministry stuff and still be a beloved physician. Yeah? And, and this was, I mean, it's not brain surgery, rocket science, what did I say? Um, it's not that hard. Uh, of course you can. Of course you can do all those things. Of course the professional minister... Is not what we all can do. Because who would pay the salaries? <laughs> right? Uh, s- seriously? Because Steve can't get to Columbus to reach those people. Steve and Debbie can't get to Starbucks where you work and serve with the love of Jesus all over your face. Right? James can't work at insurance and influence those people at the levels that you. Has, has had the, the opportunity to do. But guys, this is not just lip service. We have to get it. God has called you to your job for a purpose, for a reason to expand the kingdom of God right where you are. And it's not just a holding pattern. It's not just, I'll do this until. No, in this time, in this place, God has called you, and you can read those verses when you can. God has called you to this place so that you would be effective where you are. And do what you need to do. If, if there were 200 full-time preachers in the city, who on earth is going to get into the companies, into the schools, into the neighborhoods where the moms, you know, if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, who's going to get into those neighborhoods? Not Steve. Not James. Not Nate, right? Thankfully, right, Nate? <laughs> But this was a big revelation to me, and and it became real to me. Um, The last two months I've been at at, uh, Columbus, it's just, uh, honestly, once a week I'll sit back and I'll think, how on earth is everything going this well? Wow, the favor of God has been astonishing. I'm doing what I didn't really want to do, but I'm loving it. I'm enjoying my work. I'm enjoying the people I work for. I'm enjoying my team. I'm enjoying the city. I thought Columbus, you know, but it's a great city. I love it. Great restaurants, great time, great parks, great rivers. Like why is everything going so well? And I keep thinking, when is this going to end? But I do recognize God has called us to this time and this place, and his blessing is going to be when we walk into what he has called us to do. Amen. Um, all right, I'm going too long. I'm just going to finish with this last thought. But it's, it's really the, the idea of our, our neighborhoods. And this is nothing new. It's something we've been talking on f- for so long. But, you know, Friday night, Kathy and I were just blown away. Our neighbors, these are just people, you know, parents of the kids, you know, they had a party for us and, and the Willoughbys. And I mean, there were 50 or something people at this party. And we're like, what happened? You know, one lady was there. She told Kathy about four years ago, don't ever try to convert me. I don't want to hear about God. Don't invite me to your church. I'm not interested. Right? Kathy heard a few weeks ago that she's been telling other people in Oak Park that we have the best church. She's never been here. (laughs) She's never been here. But you know where she's been? She's been at our house. When you guys have been at our house, and we've mixed with our neighborhood, and we've had barbecues together. Um, A year ago, I think, uh, Nastia's, Charlotte's first birthday party, um, the uh, the Willoughbys were there as well. Were we celebrating your birthday as well? It was. And, uh, you know, a little impromptu church service uh, broke out in our backyard, and everyone started honoring Clive and Wendy. Like all of our church friends, just like standing up and saying, what a great example you guys have been, how much they love you. And this lady was sitting there, like wide-eyed. Asked, she asked a few of our friends, are you guys all like church people? You're like regular church people? She said, you don't look like church people, you know. But, but in, in us being intentional where we were in Oak Park, I mean, this is another long story. We were for years wrestling, should we come to the city? Should we move here? But constantly God said no. And we stayed in Oak park, and we 've had such an influence there, such an ability to share the love of God with our neighbors, to do life with them, to have barbecues with them and movies in the backyard and uh, Halloween with the with the neighbors, and through that have introduced them to a different way to look at God to a, a way that 's a true real relationship with Jesus, you know so uh, we 're still trusting some of them will get saved. Um, and those who do, who are saved, will just get on fire for God. We trust for that. We don't know. We believe we've planted the seeds, and God will water and bring bring things to the to the fruition. But I think I'm rambling. I could just go on and on and on. But I'll say this in the end: say yes to the call of God. Say yes to the call of God. However scary that looks, however scary that looks, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Qantas. Sorry, I had you in mind while we were in worship as well, and. I just feel a a time is coming soon where uh, it's been a season of you trusting the Father and He's been fixing things in that that realm. You're trusting your Father. Soon He's going to ask you to close your eyes and jump. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. I encourage you and I encourage all of you, say yes. Say yes to the call of God. It is exciting. Amen? Amen. Father, I just... I thank you for this opportunity to speak to this church, this amazing, wonderful church, which you'll never, ever forget. Thank you, Lord, for the memories. Thank you, Lord, for the growth here. And, Lord, thank you for the next chapter. I thank you for the next chapter in Church in the City's uh, book, Lord, that it will continue to impact the city. It will continue to grow and, and send an army into the city because there is an army rising up. Father, I pray this morning as people have been listening that you have been doing the stirring. Not our story, Lord, but you. You've been stirring hearts. But where people simply need to say, yes, Jesus, I surrender to you. Yes, Jesus, not my will, but yours be done. Yes, Jesus, I will do what you say. I don't know what the next step looks like, but I trust you because you're a good father. We trust you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We say yes. Yes, yes to you, our good Father. Lead us, Father. Lead us, lead us. We surrender to you. Amen. Thank you.